talking about? Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hi, my name is Adam Goods and welcome to The Goods Oil. Today on our, on our show, I'm joined by, you know, I'll say CIO of V-Line. You know, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Now, you know, you, V-Line's delivered more than 20 million passenger journeys in the 2017-18 financial year, and they put their 200th velocity carriage into service as well, delivering and delivering 151 new train services per week. You know, the back end of this technology and the information and services based on these states must be huge. Um, uh, Adam, it's a rare combination. V-Line's growing, you know, by about 10% year on year, um, and we're battling with many legacy systems and ageing technology, so... Maybe not so. Um, but it's a great time and an opportunity to modernise. Um, and there's a lot of investment going into not just regional transport, but into the transport sector in Victoria as a whole. Um, so these events are really driving the modernisation of not just the technology, but the modernisation of people, process and, yes, technology. Excellent. And, and given the enormity of your role, and okay, can you give our listeners an overview of your career to date, starting with what you wanted to be when you grew up and, and how you got to where you are now? Uh, well, that's easy. I always loved working with computers. So um, I always knew I'd end up working with computers. And I remember, you know, working into a a tandy store back in the good old days, you know, on, on the local shopping strip yeah. on the way from high, on the way from school and playing with their local, you know, with their um, TRS-80. Um, and back then was really when I had my first taste of learning how to use DOS and, and learning BASIC. Um, from there, I sort of bought my own PC, I guess, um, or computer, as I were called back then, um, in the early 80s. And I used it, to, uh, I used the PC or the computer and the word processing for school assignments and that, um, and back then, I remember that was a, a micro B32K machine. Um, so, yeah, again, I always knew I wanted, I wanted to work in the IT industry. Um, and again, when, when I was in high school, um, I spent a lot of time playing on and, and programming an Apple II computer. So that's showing you how long, how long ago it was. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to move into systems analysis. So when I started applying for work after, you know, school and whatnot, um, I... I wound up my first job as a computer operator. So I took that. That was working with mainframes mm. back in those days. And I worked for a company uh, um, in Melbourne, in Port Melbourne, that ran some serious contracts. Um, and they were around doing some seismic research for the oil and gas industry. They did a bit of defence work. And we were running a couple of Cray supercomputers. We had a Cray XMP and a Cray YMP at the time. And they were worth probably about $20 million a pop. Um, so exciting times back then. Great. Um, from there, yeah, from there I moved into, um, I went to Crown Casino, so I started working there as the IT operations manager. Mm -hmm. This was just after, just after it opened up. Mm. So I, I, I was in that role for a while. Um, I was there doing Y2K, so that was a, a lot of fun times as well. Yeah. Um, from there I moved within the organisation to applications where I worked on some projects, specifically around data warehousing solutions. Um, and there was a lot of investment in the technology space during those years at the casino. So, you know, the casino was still relatively new and it was investing heavily mm. um, in trying to understand customer behavior and improve its real-time reporting, customer offerings and place, you know, product placement, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, so after a, a fair stint, probably about eight to ten years, um, I moved to an online gaming company, um, and I, I worked there as the operations manager for a, a little while, um, and then I decided I'd had enough of gaming, so I moved into a local uh, Richmond-based, Melbourne-based consulting software development company, um, and I did I sort of performed in various roles, starting at a service delivery manager role to general manager of operations by the time I left, but primarily that was work bit of consulting in the finance sector and developing um, online tools mm-hmm. for various organizations um, in finance. Um, you know, I was responsible for the infrastructure and the uptime of the solutions and some of the development that went on as well. Um, and, and we were developing solutions that the these organizations and their staff could just access via a HTML or a web page. And that's what's really grown, grown to be what we call um, as cloud today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Do you want to keep going? Yeah, that's right. That's great. Yeah. Um, yep. Keep going. Then, then yeah, then um, I, I ended up working at Melbourne Water. Mm. Um, and I worked there, you know, closely with the business and, and the IT support partners to improve um, support arrangements and relationships. Um, I spent a lot of my time concentrating on aligning the IT business objectives with those of the business. So, mm. again, spending a lot of my time meeting with the business and the leaders to try and understand what was really front of mind for them and utilising technology mm. to improve some of their processes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started doing, uh, I started an MBA back in 2012 mm-hmm. um, and, and during that time I was enjoying it so much. I also took on a Master of Information Systems Management and I completed both of those by about 2015. Yes. During yeah, during 2015, I then got the opportunity to um, come and have a chat to VLINE yes. and went through the process. And next thing I know, um, I was hired as the operation manager at VLINE. Yes. Um, and, and that was really just to sort of understand what the team was doing and help provide, you know, put the team together and um, come up with a strategy. Yep. Probably about six months after I took that role, I was offered the role of a general manager of ICT. Um, and then in 2017, I think it was, we, we got a new CEO by the name of James Pinder. He he understood that technology was an enabler um, and he had a modernisation uh, strategy. Um, so he really drove the CIO position and that came about. Um, and, and during my, you know, in my time at Freeline for over the last four years, I've sort of restructured IT. Um, I've renamed it to, I've renamed the whole business unit to Business Information Solutions. And that's really to stress the desire that we're not just an IT shop, we provide business solutions to ensure the business meet their objectives. You know, as I said, I think earlier, I've grown the team. We, we only had like six staff in IT when I started. We've got about 20 now. That's not including, that's not including our outsourced contracts. Yes. Um, you know, within 12 to 18 months of the role, um, we as a team, we've migrated to ServiceNow for our service management mm. tool. We've, we we utilise ServiceNow um, for our incident problem change uh, asset registry and we've, we've implemented and built a lot of automation orchestration mm. to streamline our IT processes around yep. that. We, we've migrated to Office 365 mm-hmm. um, to, the, to the platform and we've started to utilise the entire Office suite. So yep. we are taking full advantage of yeah. you know, SharePoint Online for document storage, team sites, yeah. you know, and, and now we've gone to a, we've, we've sort of come to a time at VLINE where Skype for business, you know, OneNote, Teams, Yammer, all those things, for example, are just really the norm. Yeah, yeah, right. And and, um, and t- just taking back a step, just in regards to careers, and you completed your um, your master's at Swinburne University of Technology. I believe you're also a mentor. Is that right? Yes, that's. Uh, I mentor some of their um, 
I haven't really had a chance to mentor their postgrad students, yeah. but their undergraduate students. Yeah. yeah, I've mentored a few of those, and that's that's a thing. I just like to do that to sort of give something back. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and look, transport is obviously a big deal in Victoria, and and V Line play a, a big part of this. What are the big projects that you're you're currently working on at the moment that you're you're able to share? Um, let me start with, there's a lot there. Yeah. So let me start with, you know, infrastructure projects. Mm. Um, one thing, one project we're going through at the moment is just a, a, an upgrade of our network switches, et cetera. Mm. And that's primarily just to, we, we are replacing, replacing, sorry, some really old technology. Mm. Some of it's nearly a, a decade mm. old. Um, and we're really just taking advantage of newer technologies that just weren't available back then. Yeah. Um, you know, we're delivering that to improve accessibility for our people because V-Line really is a mobile workforce. Mm. Lots of our workforce are out in, in the fields yeah. and on the tracks and at the stations in front of customers. Yep. So you, working on improving user experience, yeah. you know, in, improving some security. Yep. Um, but also that, that project will allow us the ability to automate and improve deployment yeah. times of new sites, for example. Yeah. Um, and we'll be able to also use telemetry data of the switches and whatnot to do better things. Yep. Um, we have, just like everybody else, we have a, a, a cloud migration program. Yeah. And that's just taking advantage of te cloud technologies such as, you know, infrastructure as cloud, um, infrastructure as code, I mean, containerization um, to improve the availability and the optimization and resilience of our legacy applications. So, again, you know, we've got a strategy for all of our legacy apps, whether it be refactor, rewrite or replace. Um, we've got a strategy and a timeline. Um, but I do have a desire to turn off our data centers, um, you know, within the next few years. Um, part of that also is migrating our website to AWS. So a lot of things we do in the AWS space, um, you know, we've got plans over the years to integrate CRM and a few, you know, chatbots and whatnot to the website just to improve customer experience. Um, some real cool projects that we've really delivered and started delivering in the last 12 months is, you know, we've, we've got a DevOps team now. We've never had that initially, but in the last... In the last 12 to 18 months, we've established a DevOps yeah. team, which we're still sort of building and, and, and maturing. But, um, you know, we've used that team to rebuild or, or deliver a brand new day of operation system. Um, yeah. And that's built in AWS and yeah. using Google's Angular framework, yeah. um, .NET Core 2.2 and so on. And again, we're taking full advantage of things like containerization and microservices um, just to, you know... Um, ensure that we get the full benefits and the optimization of cloud. Yeah. Another another um, cool project that we have, and I say cool, is we're using um, AI and machine learning um, as a solution, which the solution actually integrates with um, some real-time applications um, and data sources. And what that does is it provides a, a support system, um, so helps us make decisions or helps the decision makers make decisions. Yeah. Um, we've worked with CSIRO's uh, Data61 um, on writing their algorithms, yeah. um, and we've worked with local technology companies to, you know, build the UI and the apps and, and whatnot. Yeah. So we are planning. It's it's only half done. Yeah. Um, we, we're about to release the first. Um, phase of that in the next few months but we do plan to imp uh, include not just operational data but all of our asset data as well so that means that um, we can um, utilize the data not only to understand what's happening on the network but to predict future performance based on the data so again what makes this project so cool is that we've we've architected and built the data lake um, in aws and it's really built the whole solutions built as infrastructure as code it's it's serverless it's, it's an environment which utilizes all uh, a lot of the aws services so um, 
for an example, as an example, we use things like Redshift and <clears throat> Lambda functions and AWS Glue and so on. So it really makes the the solution, um, you know, self recoverable if there was something to go yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and that system will provide, I guess, descriptive, predictive, and and also once it's completed, prescriptive outputs, which will help us improve our reliability and our performance. Yeah. And so it sounds like like Vline are, are very innovative in the in their approach and their strategy. There, um, you that's um to me that's just amazing and um. It, it, it what comes with that is 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 a lot of um, you know, restrictions being um, in the govland sort of so to speak. And what are those restrictions? You know, are there, are there security um, things you have to keep an eye out, and your strategy around funding? How, how does that all work and and play there? Yeah, Adam, um, you've touched on two of our, our key points. Um, security. So we we're obviously guided by the Victorian Privacy Data Security Framework. Mm-hmm. Um, which really relies a lot on ISO 27,000 frameworks mm. and, and and the um, information security manual. Yeah. So we use we use the two of those as our bible pretty much to do a lot of things. And, and you know we're using that whether we're, when we're architecting um, new solutions mm. and looking at the organisation how we improve things going forward. Yeah. So and the and the other topic um, budget. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess just like every other organisation, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> resources are pretty tight sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes we've got to really get to a stage where we can we can do more with less, yeah. um, and and really think twice about you know where to put your money to ensure that you've got the best um, business. You're making the best um, business impact, yeah. and and you're optimizing as much as you can. Yeah. And that's again that's part of our strategy to migrate a lot of a lot of our applications to AWS and really limit and minimize our tech yeah. debt. And and mm. the the strategy there, it, it, there's a formal one in play at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, there's a formal one in play. We've got an overall V line modernization program, which involves not just technology but people, process. There's a there's a, a bunch of projects going on around mm. that, not just technology. So and and our um you know our modernization really comes in as part of that. But we're looking at things, and we're even looking at things from a working with the asset management team from an ISO 55001 standard. And that's a standard all about managing assets and ensuring that you get the best value and optimization out of your, your assets. So there's a few factors that'll help us drive and um, I guess align to the business. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and your career so far, um, you've hit the CIO level. Now, what, what, what in the next five to 10 years, what, what, what may pan out there for you? How, how long are you there, there for? Oh, who knows until the first project goes sour, I think. Um, but look, you know, I, I guess really how long am I here for? I don't know. As long as I keep having fun, I'm yeah. here. Um, and as long as we've got plenty of work to do, you know, as you've said, we've got a strategy, we've got a plan. And my job's to just keep keep delivering on the strategy and keep and help deliver, um, just write the strategy as well. Yep. So, And that's all that's all in conjunction. Um, I guess with the V line um, organizational strategy yeah. and, the, and the plan that we're working mm. on, and that's the, and, and we get governance by you know Department of Transport and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find and, out. And how is the red tape in in GovLand going for V line? I mean, I know there there's some restrictions and there's a lot of things that you can and, and can't do. Has it relaxed over time? Have you seen any any in terms of your you know your rolling out some innovative solutions that I'm sure that you'd come across some sort of barriers to entry at, at some stage. Yeah, I think there's always barriers to entry, but it's really about 
you know, what are, what are the options? And I, I guess you've got to look at what those barriers are and mm. work with the people and the processes to sort of get through them. Mm. Um, and it can slow things down, but, yeah, yeah I, I think, yeah, sometimes you just sort of take that. And yeah. Resilience is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And there's um, you'll be collecting a lot of data, and I know we touched um, before around the AI and machine learning, and there's some really uh, interesting stuff there. And um, that data, you said that your data centres, you're hoping to put that back on the cloud. That that'll take a while, or is it something that should be done soon? Well, Adam, um, in probably about the four years that I've been here, I think we've shrunk our footprint in our data centers by about 70 yep. percent so we're nearly there and I, I i plan to um you know in the next two to three years mm. turn off the light switches in data centers mm. so um and, and that means you know we've got a big job to do we've got a big job ahead of mm. us we've got to refactor a lot of our applications and that's the reason why mm. we're working really closely with a lot, a lot of our providers and our partners right yep. now and we're also <laughs> building up our own devops team to look at what what um, applications we can actually rewrite or refactor. Yeah, yeah, great. Fantastic. Mm. All right. Well, look, um, we, I've also got a segment called Goodsies Fast Four. It's where I'll ask four questions in, uh, in, in 30 seconds. So you're ready for the hot seat? Yeah, okay. Let's go <laughs> okay, for it. Just one sec. All right. So we have, what's your go-to order at your favourite restaurant? A cold Corona with a slice of lemon. <laughs> Great. And what do you wish you had known when you had started out? Um, look, I think reflection and humility are, are must-haves for leadership. Yep. And what's something you've failed at? Writing the next WhatsApp and selling it for about $16 billion. <laughs> and what are you curious about right now? I guess, look, really, um, I'm curious on how the current landscape will be disrupted by, you know, things like ride chairs and mobility and technology. So, you know, what's the role of regional transport in the new world mm. of, you know, disruptive technologies and, and the new generation of commuters who have different expectations? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Great. It'll be an interesting space. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's all for today's episode of The Good Zoll. Um, thanks for listening and thank you to, you know, for joining me today. Um, Thank you. Join us again next week when we bring you another CIO to the Goods Oil podcast and find out how they are making a difference to this world we live in. See you then.